Welcome to the very first episode of Masala Takes. Masala Takes is a video and audio podcast where I'm going to be sharing my unfiltered, Desi-inspired takes on stories from the internet and topics related to human dynamics, culture, identity, and community. Hello everyone, my name is Shri and I am so excited to introduce you all to the very first episode of Masala Takes. Today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what Masala Takes is all about and I'm going to give you a short sneak preview of what you can expect from future episodes. But before we do any of that, you need to know a little bit about my why. Well, I moved to Canada when I was 1994 as a really young kid. When I joined grade one here, I was literally the only brown-skinned person in my school. I grew up in a world where microaggressions as a concept didn't even really exist. Cultural identity was washed away, and the only direct connection I had with my family in India was when I visited them once every three years. I grappled two very different worlds growing up, one in school and one at home, where my parents made this huge effort to create this Indian community full of rich culture. I just wanted to fit in so badly anywhere, and I just didn't. So as I grew older, the awareness increased. Awareness internally, but also awareness of the world around me. And as the world became more and more connected, I was also given more space and freedom to question things and also seek answers. And growing up, the question why was not always entertained. And I just don't want my baby girl to be growing up in that same world. So this podcast is designed to be a safe space where we can really question these things together. Now, Masala Takes is going to have two very distinct formats, which we will air every other week. The first format, which I'm going to be calling the deep dive, is where I plan to go down the internet research rabbit hole with all the topics I questioned growing up and the topics I still continue to question today. Serious questions like, We see a lot of representation, but what does good representation look like? And then like fun, silly questions like, why are Indian sons so attached to their mothers? I'm also using this podcast as a place to share my unscripted and unfiltered takes on stories from the internet. Here we'll be questioning general human dynamics. We're often faced in our day-to-day lives with these moral dilemmas, and I think the way we deal with them as theses is a little nuanced. The brown perspective is definitely a little bit different from the perspective of the masses. So in this podcast category, I have some really fun stories that I found on parenting, weddings, families, and because it's unscripted, the masala that I will be serving in these episodes will definitely be spicy. And I also think that these episodes are really going to start a dialogue, so I'm so excited to create that space. So this podcast, it's about identity, but it's also about having fun. So one day, when my daughter comes to me with questions, concerns, feelings, or just things going on in her life, I want to be able to respond with mindfulness, something relevant to the world we live in today. I want us to be comfortable to have this open dialogue with each other, and I really want to be relevant. Um, But at the same time, I want to keep in mind that like, just like I had this evolution in figuring out my identity, she's going to be having that same evolution and her identity might look entirely different from mine. So this podcast, it's for all of us. It's for all of us to feel safe in a judgment-free zone where we can grapple with these moral dilemmas, with these questions, with these answers. So this podcast is for those of you with kids and families, to those of you growing up in the modern world, grappling cultural differences. 
And it's also just to those of you who like a good story and a good moral dilemma. So to really kick things off, I'm going to share two quick little segments so you can get a taste of what you can expect. So because we will be serving some tea with this podcast, I thought I would start with a quick little deep dive story on the background of masala chai, and then I'll be sharing a story from Reddit from a real person grappling cultural identity. As always, both of these stories will come with my personal and unscripted masala take. If you know anything about India, you know about masala chai. In fact, if I can think of a specific smell that reminds me of home, that takes me back to my trips to India, to warm conversations with family and friends, it's probably the smell of boiling cardamom, ginger, and cloves. Sweet and milky, it is literally the quintessential Indian drink. This chai can be traced back to ancient Ayurvedic traditions where Hot water, milk, and spices were mixed together, mostly at that time for medicinal intent and health benefits like digestion. So if you notice, this ancient recipe is missing one Cree ingredient, and that is black tea leaves. I was very surprised to learn that the British influenced chai as a whole. They introduced black tea leaves to India in the 19th century, and they wanted to establish tea plantations around India to basically reduce their dependence on China for their tea imports. This introduction had a lasting impact on Indian culture. The masala chai that we know today made with black tea leaves and aromatic spices, was actually born during this period. It's also interesting to note that the original masala chai recipe didn't actually include sugar or sweeteners. It was when this chai gained popularity outside of India that sugar and sweeteners were added to kind of enhance the overall flavors. So here's my take. Something as quintessentially Indian as chai... Like literally the first thing anyone thinks of when they think of their parents or grandparents' home or even Indian culture at large has gone through this cultural evolution. And if something that's that deep-rooted in tradition, a cultural staple, can go through an evolution, it'd kind of be crazy to expect all of us not to in our own journeys and in this world that's so globalized. That's my take. And I'm so excited like with this podcast to share a lot more stories of cultural evolution, and what finding that balance might look like. Now for the second segment, a story from the internet. There is a subreddit called Am I the A-Hole, where people basically post their own personal moral and ethical dilemmas, and they let the internet make a judgment. Today, I will be the one making a judgment with my own masala take. So this story is titled, Am I the A-Hole for telling my sister that she will always be Indian no matter how much she tries to whitewash herself? I'm 17 male. My sister is 15 female. Our parents are immigrants from India, so we've grown up in the U.S. our whole lives. Regardless, I'd say we stayed decently attached to our culture. We visit India every other summer, we speak our language, and so on. But recently, I've been noticing that my sister has been attempting to distance herself from being Indian. Because in her words, it's uncool, and Indians are negatively stereotyped. She's convinced that people don't think she's Indian because we have lightish skin, when she obviously looks Indian and so do I. When asked about her ethnicity, she always says something along the lines of, I'm Indian, but most people think I'm Latina or mixed or Greek or Italian. Nobody thinks that. She started referring to herself by a white-sounding diminutive of her name and talks about only wanting to date white guys because Indian guys are unattractive She's also obsessively trying to lighten her skin even further. I don't think that this is a good mindset. It would be one thing 
is that she was never attached to the Indian part of her identity, and so she doesn't identify as so. But it's an other that she has and is deliberately pushing it away because she feels it's uncool. That sort of mindset that being Indian is bad only leads to self-hatred because no matter how much she changes herself externally, she'll know that deep down she's Indian and she'll probably hate herself for it. And not only is it wrong, it's obvious about like it's obvious that what she's trying to do, and I know many people find it cringe. So she's hurting herself both mentally and socially. So today I took her aside and told her that no matter how much she tries to whitewash herself, she'll still be Indian, and everybody but her sees her that way. She called me the a-hole for it, but I'm just trying to look out for her. I hope she comes around eventually. So here's my take. I actually think that this brother has good intentions, um, but it also kind of seems like the sister has gone through something. and. You know, I also grew up in a very cultural home and attached to my culture in different ways. But despite that, the way that I grapple with those differences in the two worlds might be different from the next person. It might even be different from my sister. So I think like to expect everyone to be on the exact same place as you on your cultural journey and your identity is kind of not realistic. Um, The other thing also is that It's clear that the sister has probably had some sort of experience, I think, that kind of made the shift, right? Like, and I feel like if the brother actually cared, and I think the intent is good, but I do think in the delivery, he was kind of an a-hole because he's kind of alienating his sister further. It's clear that the sister feels that being Indian is embarrassing. Maybe, Maybe something happened. Maybe people judged her maybe she faced some discrimination like this is a really great opportunity for her brother to actually be a safe space for the sister to kind of talk about these issues they're both in the same generation they're both going through these same experiences and I feel like if the brother approached the sister to be like you know is there a reason that you feel disconnected from your culture did something happen is somebody saying something like that might have been just a much more gentle way to start the conversation than to just be like Everybody sees you as brown when obviously the sister feels that she is, you know, ostracized or embarrassed about being brown. To hear that from your own brother could actually be even more othering. Um, The sister and the brother, I think, in their own senses are kind of on their own cultural journey. And this is a really critical point to like open that dialogue between the two of them so that they can help each other find where they fit in this world. Um, And you know what? Like one thing that really resonated with me was they said that the sister is using like a whitewashed version of her name. Well, you might not know this about me. My name is Shri. My full name is Srinathi. But from grades one to grade 12, the name I literally used to introduce myself was Serenity, which is obviously a whitewashed and very fake version of my name. Like it's not even my name. Um, And I think the reason that we do this is because we don't want to like inconvenience others. And we feel, I mean, I felt right, like Srinathi is a complicated name to say, even for some Indians who grew up in Canada. And I heard that a lot. Like people would be like, oh, your name is Srinathi. Can I just call you Sandra? And it was like, well, you might as well just call me Serenity. At least it's consistent. Um, So we feel like it's like almost a burden to other people. And even if there wasn't a direct incident where someone made fun of my name, um, 
There was definitely a lot of these like micro incidents which made me feel uncomfortable clearly for 12 years of my life to even use my real name. So I don't think that what the sister is doing is also necessarily wrong or bad. I think she's just probably facing some sort of direct aggressions or some sort of microaggressions that's making her feel that way because I know that I faced the same thing. So the other thing that the sister mentioned was the skin color issue. And this is another thing that I experienced growing up. And I grew up in Canada where, you know, like there wasn't even that many Indian people until we started to get a little bit older. And the interesting thing is like for a South Indian, I'm a South Indian Tamilian, I have probably slightly fairer skin. Um, And there are members of my family who don't. And we saw the direct impact of that discrimination. like. I've literally heard people say, oh, it's so sad that you got my da- that you got your dad's skin color to my sister, like literal direct comments. And these are not comments from like non-Indians. These are comments from our own community of people who value skin color. And the craziest thing is when I recently gave birth to my daughter, um, she has she has a skin tone that's a little bit fairer than mine. And I cannot even tell you how many people commented on that. They're like, oh, she has such fair skin. She has such bright skin. Her skin tone is so nice. And it's like, I don't understand why that's the thing you comment on in today's day and age, but it's still a discrimination that we face. So as a student, as a kid in high school, when you're already so insecure and you're figuring out these things for yourself, that's really hard to go through. And I really feel like this brother has an opportunity right now to be a point of safety and support for his sister versus an other person telling her that, you know, she's less than. And right now for the sister, whether it's right or wrong, probably wrong, but like she feels that being Indian and brown skinned is less than. She wants to look like Latina or Greek or Italian, right? So hearing that from her brother is probably really damaging. So I do think that the delivery made you the a-hole. I feel for the brother because it's hard to watch people around you, you know, put down this culture that you see beautiful. um, And it's hard to see people on that journey that you were on probably a few years ago that you're out of but it's hard to see that people are still going through that journey because it's so uncomfortable. So I get it, but my advice is you are a light a-hole, like not really an a-hole, but there was probably a better way to to make that communication. Let's see if there's any comments from the original poster. I'm going to refer to the brother as OP or original poster from now on. Okay, so the top comment with 2,000 upvotes, it's like likes on Reddit, um, and it has a few comments from the OP as well. So the comment says, you're the a-hole. Good intentions saying that she should be comfortable with her race. Bad execution. Instead of shaming her, maybe try helping her process her negative feelings. So the OP then responds, how would I go about doing that? So the commenter says, maybe talk it out with her. It could be possible that she's facing discrimination or getting negative attention and that's why she's doing this. Or maybe she's just being immature and a childish teenager. You could also talk with your parents along with her, put her into therapy or something. Opie then responds, exactly. I don't think it's harmful to not connect to your culture since that's not inherently hating a part of yourself, just not caring about it. Actively trying to distance yourself and hating it is the Hating it, on the other hand, is self-hatred. A lot of the family tends to praise her and I for our fair skin. So maybe she feels that she needs to keep her skin as pale as possible to be attractive. This is what I'm saying. Like the praise for fair skin, it's internalized. And it's from the family. It's from like people you know in your own community. 
how are we supposed to love ourselves when there's that much discrimination? It's so hard. Anyways, that is a taste of the podcast. I have so many more fun stories from real people, so many more topics that I want to deep dive into. And please be kind and patient as I figure out my groove. We are very new. We're still figuring out how all of this works. And your feedback is going to be so critical in making sure that, you know, we have a successful podcast and we're going to be evolving. So I really appreciate all of your feedback. Um, your shares, your likes, your comments, all of that means so much to me right now. And thank you so much for making it this far. I do have the first couple of episodes planned, so make sure you subscribe. We are everywhere where you can find us. So um, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. So make sure you subscribe, turn on those notifications. We are going to be posting every single week, once a week. So you do not want to miss out. We have a lot of fun, ethical, and moral dilemmas, and I'm so excited to start that dialogue. So again, find me on Masala Takes, basically everywhere. And if you have any feedback and you're trying to reach me, you can either DM me, comment on the YouTube video, or send me an email at masalatakes at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I am excited to see you at the next episode.